There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. It's Thursday, September 15th. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, brought to you by the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. Today, a story of a litter of puppies gone missing, either stolen or sold illegally from the home where their mother was being fostered. There's a $7,500 reward for each dog, just five weeks old, but there are also questions about how foster families are vetted and screened and whether shelters should change their practices when it comes to letting puppies out for foster. We speak with Chris Schindler from the DC Humane Rescue Alliance who's trying to track down the pups. I mean, we foster thousands of animals and have never had this situation occur in the history of our foster program. Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty. Luke is off this week. A photo of a shy pit bull mix with big eyes and floppy ears hovering protectively over her new litter of seven chocolate brown puppies is making its way around the internet after the Humane Rescue Alliance announced six of the pups were recently abducted. Before the puppies were born in August, their mother, who's named Godiva, was found in mid-July severely malnourished. After the puppies were born, she was found abandoned and tied to a pole. There are some missing pieces to this story that we want to get to the bottom of, and for that we turn to Chris Schneider, who's with the Humane Rescue Alliance. Chris, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Can you give us a timeline here of what happened with these dogs? Because I think it's confusing that the mom was found malnourished and then a little bit later was found tied to this pole. And then we'll talk about the puppies after that. Yeah, of course. Um, So Godiva came into our care uh, in late July and she was in malnourished condition and, and was pregnant at the time. She gave birth to her puppies in early August. And at that time, uh, we sought to place her into a foster home because, you know, she had seven puppies and, and it's a really good place for those puppies to grow and thrive in a foster home. Yeah. It was sometime uh, around August 30th that she was then found, uh, Godiva, uh, tied to a pole, which is what prompted us to further investigate and kind of leads to where we are right now. And you knew it was her because of microchipping or why? We knew it was her. I mean, our staff, I mean, she was a, you know, a dog that everybody loved. And so we immediately knew that it was her. Um, You know, we knew she had seven puppies to begin our investigation to identify not only where those puppies were located, but to begin investigating what occurred and how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So you found one of the puppies and we should say they're just five weeks old. Um, How did you find them? So through our humane law enforcement investigation, uh, we identified the location where we believed the puppies would be found, and we executed a search warrant and recovered only one of the puppies at that time. Okay, so this wasn't at the house or or maybe even near where you found the dog. This was this was based on investigation, how you got to this puppy. Yes, that's correct. Okay. And can you describe, um, we said at Pitbull Mix, can you describe how they look, um, how the puppies look? Yeah, so Godiva, the mother, is uh, like a pit bull, Labrador, kind of mixed breed dog. Um, she's chocolate brown, and she has some white on her. Um, she had seven puppies. Um, most of them, I think, so it was four of them are darker, like a darker uh, brown color. Two of them are a lighter brown, and then one of them is a, a brown and white. 
chocolates. So we recovered one of the chocolate brown female puppies and actually have some new information to share that just occurred just a matter of hours ago where we recovered a second puppy. Oh, wonderful. Uh, that uh, a male uh, darker brown uh, puppy. And so we're obviously, you know, our staff are, are really happy to know that we have one additional puppy that we know is safe right now. Can you tell me how you found him? Or, I mean, would that reveal too much? I, I feel like people want to know how this has yeah. been done. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, all occurred after we uh, put out the information yesterday to ask for the community's help. And we're incredibly grateful that a community member came forward and had uh, come to acquire one of the puppies and recognized from, you know, the media and uh, photographs that she believed uh, that it was one of these dogs. And so uh, contacted us and we were able to meet up this morning. This is, you know, what we're trying to accomplish is that, you know, there's no uh, penalty against somebody who may have unknowingly come into their care. And there's certainly the reward money is available and we'll be paying a reward for this. Um, well, so I'm glad that the outreach is working um, for the puppies. I mean, people who may not know, there's there's a certain amount of time that these puppies have to be with their mom for nourishment and other yeah. reasons. So it could actually be you know dangerous for them to be away this this young. Um, they were in the care of someone who volunteered to foster them. Right. So all seven puppies and Godiva. I mean, obviously, we just know this one may have been sold. Have you talked to the foster individual, foster family? Is what what investigation is being done there? Yeah, so we're we're investigating all you know possible circumstances on how this came to be, and you know, unfortunately, I can't share a lot about the investigation right now because we're still um, you know continuing to investigate and develop additional information. But we have been in touch with those individuals and and a number of other people as well. I don't know if it was like because one was sold, all of them may have been sold and people don't know and they actually may have them or if they all may be together. Um, I just I just find it really interesting how you guys kind of track this down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, that's why we're asking for the community's help and support on this, because it's you know, we're not quite sure where the remaining five puppies now are. And so they could have been unknowingly uh, purchased by people. They could have been given away. And so that's our primary concern is this is such a vulnerable age for puppies right now um, and so important and critical for them to be reunited with the mother. Do you know, I mean, could there be or, or might there be any consequences against the foster individual because of this whole situation? I think at this point, it's uh, too early in the investigation for us to be able to provide, you know, the direction. Um, but certainly, you know, we are investigating all possible angles of how this could have happened um, because, you know, these animals are incredibly vulnerable, right? The mother was found, uh, you know, tied up on a, you know, to a pole in Northeast and the puppies being missing um, is incredibly concerning and certainly warrants an investigation. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know where it's going, but there could be charges in this depending on how things shake out. There, there could be charges, uh, potentially, depending on the direction of the investigation and what additional information we uncover. Um, let me ask you this. How do you all choose who gets to foster a dog? What is the vetting process for that? Can anybody do it? Or is it sort of like you have to apply and go through some kind of training? So we have a really thorough process, not only you know for fosters, but also adoption. And for our foster process, um, there's an application process, there's training that goes along with it. I mean, there's a really robust program in place. Uh, a lot of touch points and contact throughout, not only prior to fostering, because we want to make sure we're matching, much like with adoptions, matching a foster to the right animal. 
but also while animals are in care. Um, I mean, we foster thousands of animals and have never had this situation occur in the history of our foster program. I'm sure it was very difficult to see that the situation went the way it did. Um, is Godiva reunited with the two puppies for right now? So, you know, Godiva has been reunited with the one puppy that uh, we recovered last weekend. And the second puppy came in um, just this morning, has been uh, checked out by our medical team and will be reunited sometime later this afternoon or evening with mom. And we're sure she's going to be very happy uh, to see her puppy as she was really happy to see the other one. Um, I know you said this under investigation. It's just my job to ask these questions. I mean, is it possible that the foster got overwhelmed by it because there are so many puppies that possibly, you know, their situation changed. I mean, I just wonder how often you check because especially after the pandemic, we're sort of in this new world. So our, I mean, for any foster situation, but especially with the mom and puppies, there's a really robust program in place um, when uh, fosters are taking these underage animals because they require so much care. And so not only prior to someone fostering, is there a lot of work that goes into understanding their needs and providing supplies and all those things, Mm -hmm. uh, but also really frequent check-ins. And so that is something that we're extremely aware of. And if somebody needs help, you know, we're right there to be able to help them. We are going to assess our processes to make sure that there's, you know, nothing that we need to modify or change. And so that that is going to take place uh, in the coming days. Do you know if regular checks were being done at that location or if, if possibly it slipped through the cracks? So we we were doing regular checks, our foster team. And so, um, you know, again, there's some things that I can't really discuss right now because of the investigation, but uh, our foster team was doing regular check-ins. Regular is like every six weeks, every week, every two days? Oh, no. I mean, we do weekly and sometimes more often than that, especially when there's underage animals in place. Um, and so it's it's very frequent to be able to make sure you know, that somebody has everything they need. And oftentimes underage uh, puppies or kittens might need some additional medical attention and things like that. Okay, so talk to me about microchipping, because I think a lot of people wonder, well, why can't you just look up where they are? Yeah, and so, I mean, there's a few things with microchipping. Um, You know, for for puppies, you have to wait till you can't necessarily uh, microchip newborn puppies. And so, you know, that's one part of it. And the second part is that, unfortunately, as much as I would love that microchips would come up on a map, uh, they don't. And so they are, you know, we always stress to people, they are incredibly helpful to reuniting people with their pets, because that sometimes is the only information we have to find an owner. Mm. But in a situation like this, it may not always, you know, it may not always help if they're in the possession of someone else and don't end up being scanned at a vet office or at a shelter or otherwise. Right. They don't have GPS on them. They have like your name or whatever information yeah. you want to put on them. But you can't just go searching for a dog without having it, the dog itself. Exactly. Yeah. And so still critically important, but um, may not always be helpful in a situation like this. So when we talk about, you know, pit bulls, pit bull mixes, um, you look at the majority of dogs available, not only at the Humane Rescue Alliance, but at other shelters around the area. Um, they're full of pit bull mixes, and some might not really realize that pit bulls used to be considered, you know, a desirable breed in D.C. Many well-to-do families were pictured with these types of dogs in family photographs back in the day. Um, d- can you tell us a little bit about, I mean, just the history of this breed and sort of the ups and downs? Yeah, I mean, American pit bull terriers, you know, going back to the 1800s, were an incredibly popular dog in history. And, you know, while I know there's been ups and downs of people's feelings about them, there's also been a wrongly uh, placed malignment of the dogs, because often what people are calling a pit bull is really 
all multitude of different breeds, but certainly in DC, I mean, American pit bull terriers and pit bulls in general have long been DC's dog, right? Um, and especially in our region. And, you know, our community loves and supports dogs that, you know, are often called pit bulls, whether they are an American pit bull terrier or not. Yeah. Chris Schneider, thank you so much for the information you gave us. I'm glad we found that second puppy. So only five more to go, but uh, keep us updated. And yeah. we hope to, you know, this all shakes out for the best, but it is so concerning. We all love our pets so much. And to hear that Godiva was treated that way is not a good start. So, Well, thank you. We really appreciate it. And hopefully, you know, every bit of this helps in spreading the word. And coming up after the break, there's an Old Bay version of just about everything. But how do you feel about Old Bay and something sweet? We bring in a special guest from the newsroom to talk about the latest flavor. Backed by the experience of its hardworking members, Steamfitters Local 602 is ready to take on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project. Steamfitters Local 602 adds value to our community through its partnerships with local contractors and building owners, all while keeping the focus on improving the lives of its members and their families throughout the DMV. For work that's on time and on budget, go to steamfitters-602.org to schedule your next project. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602 changing lives. Thanks for listening to the DMV Download. If you like this show, give us five stars and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We love hearing from you guys and your reviews really do help other listeners find this, our area's only in-depth daily local news podcast. And thank you for making us a part of your day. Okay, so before we go, I have my friend Mike Murillo in the studio with me. Hi, Mike. Thanks for being here. Okay, so I found out about this thing I had to share with someone. Okay, okay. Old Bay. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know there's Old Bay goldfish. There's Old Bay, like, everything. There's Old Bay everything. There's Old Bay Maryland. everything. Yeah. They just released a new flavor, a new way of putting Old Bay on your food. Okay. It's called Old Bay Caramel, and it's literally just, like, a shaker. And you can put it on popcorn. You can put it on chicken. You can put it on dips. Apparently. So anything. So it's not and like it's, a syrup. It's actually a powder. It's a powder. Huh. Yeah. And it means, I guess, they're, it's made by Hump Valley, which is the Maryland-based um, McCormick company, which makes Old Bay. And they say it's sweet and salty. I think it sounds like it could work. I, I've, I've told you before about my past where I came. I'm from Florida. So I came <laughs> here and then there's Old Bay everywhere, right? And I went to Rocky Point Creamery, a great ice cream joint way up in Point of Rock. So if you haven't been there. Check it out. It's okay, awesome. But all right. anyway, they have a, a crabby ice cream. I, th- I forgot the exact name, but it they has cr- Old Bay in it. They have a crab ice cream? There's no crab in it, but oh. there's there's the Old Bay. They, oh I think God. that's the name they give it because what do you do in Maryland? You put your Old Bay on your crabs, right? I was thinking so. like a lump crab in ice cream. I'm like, oh my gosh, no. I probably wouldn't have tried it then, or maybe I would have. Who Wait, knows? so you tried it? I did try with the Old Bay flavored ice cream, and it was great, and it had hints of cinnamon or uh, caramel and uh, okay. and Old Bay, and it actually worked. I liked it because, you know, it gave you a, a savory, but still you had this enough sweetness in there that almost just gave you a little more of a savory, tastier ice That's cream. That's so funny because you wouldn't think it would be good on ice cream. But... No, I did not. not <laughs> full disclosure, I did not, but I tried it. And now I get it every time they have it because it's great. So I could see this, you know, being a thing because I've seen they've, they've tried this before, too. I want to say there's a hot sauce with Old Bay as well, too, that's – Oh, probably. There's stores. Old Bay vodka. There's Old Bay, like, everything. So they're just trying to find another market for it. But, hey, I think it's crazy enough to work because I've had the ice cream with Old Bay. Sounds great. Okay. So cause I was thinking, why can't you just put Old Bay on popcorn chips, dips, ice cream? But I guess it's the Old Bay and the caramel combo. I think that would make the difference. That makes yeah. it, like, the really salty, salty sweet. it's really salty if it's just the Old Bay, right? I mean, you're here to hear first, people. Who knows what we're going to be putting Old Bay or have 
Old Bay infused whatever down the road. So we'll find out. I'm sure you'll keep say. us on top of it. I will, and you'll try any ice cream flavor that comes <laughs> with it. And together, we're the greatest taste testing team. Can we expense like a whole Old Bay test tasting? You know, here at the station, get all the products research, together. Research, just for research. <laughs> of it has course, to, it has to be done. <laughs> Mike, thank you for joining me. I Got appreciate it. it. And that'll do it for us today on the DMV Download. We are sponsored by Steamfitters Local 602. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab, and our music is by Real World. You can see some of the videos of the puppy and a couple pictures um, from the Humane Rescue Alliance today on our social media. Of course, you can become a VIP listener at dmvdownload.com. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, online at WTOP.com and on the WTOP News app. Have a great night.